opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any who dissent. Who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. We're in the you know, ascendancy I, I, within, the, within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing. The hard left agenda, printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that's a hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 the hard left, the hard left, hard left, the hard left, hard left, Before we move any further, I, I just want to mention a couple things. Because uh, obviously, I'm not going to have my book with me when I go to the gym. If I oh, try yeah, to read yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I've just been reading a pretty interesting book uh, called *The Indignant Eye*. The artist is social critic in prints and drawings from the 15th century to Picasso by oh. Ralph E. Shikes. It was uh, apparently published in 1969 for the first time. Uh, so yeah, nice. Not, not a recent book. Uh, yeah, good year, good year. <laughs> nice. And uh, if anybody's seen my Twitter, it's what that uh, picture right. of the letter Q comes from. I'm only a few chapters in. I can't talk too in-depth about it, but it does seem to be a very fascinating historical look at uh, how ideas around art and satire have evolved explicitly about politics and social consciousness. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that some more. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I say, not too far in, but if you get a chance, I'd, I'd recommend sort of checking it out. And okay. uh, just to let everyone know, you are on Twitter now, aren't you, Yair, after a five-year hiatus? <laughs> so basically, Yair returned to Twitter with the express purpose of calling John McTurnan a Tory, like five years <laughs> of silence, and then at John McTurnan. You are a Tory. After calling him a Tory once, he blocked me. Slug. Uh, <laughs> Tory slug. So then I made, Jack, a, you haven't been, I you made have, a proxy account, and I've been calling him a Tory every day since then. Uh, <laughs> that account. Great. You haven't been blocked by him, though, Jack, no. have you? He's still got you on My there. theory is that he's got me muted, because he hasn't replied to me in a while. <laughs> and, uh, the last time he did, it was when somebody else added him in in the replies to one of my tweets it was on i think new year's day actually i came up with a little uh, you know a little sort of uh, valentine's kind of poem sort of premature it's <laughs> like um, you know roses are red the iraq war was gory blairism's dead john mcturn's a tory <laughs> beautiful beautiful I was worried then because when you mentioned poetry and then you said from a few, you mentioned poetry from a few weeks ago, I thought you were going to go on to the fucking Enoch Powell poetry. Oh, I was like, no, no, please, we're no done with him. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, what a poet! You oh, know, speaking what, of what poetry a... <laughs> and terrible poetry at that, I, I, I recently read a poem by H.P. Lovecraft called um, Oh God, on the creation of. Uh, N-words, shall we say. Oh, <laughs> no, really? No. Uh, Dear me. It's, it's yeah, every he's, he's as a, bad yeah. as you might think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's your at on Twitter, just for all our obedient listeners? Um, oh, I don't know, actually. I, 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 I can't fucking find it. Let me see. Oh, no, I found uh, it. it. It's at YS Rice. Yeah, oh, I thought God. it was something along those lines. Yeah. So, yeah, if you it's want... Not uh, 
many of us out there. <laughs> it's, if you want some good left wing content, uh, you know, along the lines of the content on my Twitter feed and on Tom's and on various other people called Tom's Twitter feeds, you know, go and follow at YS Bryce, filthy communist, but friend to anyone <laughs> who's at least as ideologically sound as Bernie or Corbs. <laughs> oh, and yeah, yeah, there's another that's announcement right. about your personal life as well that's happened uh, since we last recorded, isn't there? You've uh, relocated. Yes, I, I am now uh, the real politics official America correspondent. Uh. <laughs> ah, so you're currently in Savannah, Georgia, aren't you? I am in the armpit of America, as I called it to Tom. <laughs> Well, at least you're not in Florida, and, uh, which is which is the fucking like diseased maggot cock of America. <laughs> yeah, the gonorrhea-laden genitalia of the United States. <laughs> but you're moving again soon, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, this June will be. All right, yeah, we've got you June, back now. Uh, I'll be relocating to Montana, which will be quite different in a lot of ways. It'll be a lot colder for one thing. Apparently it's snowing until late May, and politically I've heard it's an incredibly libertarian place in oh, the American dear. sense, which means Republicans <laughs> that smoke weed, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> but hey, well, you're uh, you're you're a libertarian communist, so yeah. like, you, I'm sure you can you can counter that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I've looked into it. Well, I don't know. All I know is you're a communist. I don't know what exact. Uh, I drift, uh, alignment I drift. of communism. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Uh, you, I, I, I have my <laughs> Stalinist moments. I have my more libertarian <laughs> moments. I got you're a straight up moment, anarchist. Yeah. But yeah, it should be interesting and definitely an improvement from the Deep South anyway. Yeah, I'm just going to go now. Uh, I'll ring back if uh, when I get the chance. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, awesome. I'll probably be about half an hour or so. All right, man. Yeah, but but right. yeah, definitely hit us up. It'd be awesome to have your correspondence for a fucking like <laughs> hot hot tub. <laughs> that will be it. I'll, uh, see you in a bit. All right, man. See you soon. See you a bit, man. Take care. Peace. Pete starts, and there he is. There he is. Hi, bro. You're right, man. Oh, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh no, no problem. Pleasure to have you no here. No problem, man. Uh, so basically, yeah, he is going <laughs> swimming. <laughs> so he might call us back in about half an hour and join the conversation. Okay. But... <laughs> okay. Jack, do you want to introduce us in? I think I did the introduction yeah, on the last um... episode, so you you can do the honors. All right. So let's go. Hello, you're listening to the Real Politic Podcast. I'm Jack. We've got Tom on the line. Yo, how you doing? Not. Pleasure to yeah, be here. I, that wasn't addressed to me, was it? That was to our audience. I'm sorry. Is yeah. Hello, for, hello, listeners. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I, come, come, sit around the the campfire, and then we're gonna have a conversation. Today. Yeah, Yair um, has gone swimming, but he's here in spirit, yes. so he may call us from a hot tub in, in <laughs> <laughs> down in Georgia. Yeah, yeah he's gonna be living the life he's, he's, maybe do a bit of copper comrade with yeah. us from a hop tub so lucky him yeah so but but luckily we don't have to go on as a two-man show because we have got our comrade at pete begins from twitter that's underscore isn't it between pete and begins 
Uh, that is correct. Thank you so much. He has agreed to join us today, and he has fucking bailed us out because, like, <laughs> our, our regular guest, Kieran Morris, was unfortunately unavailable today. We asked another close comrade, our friend Tim, who will be appearing on the show at some point in the near future, but sadly he wasn't about. But, you know, <coughs> as I pathetically groveled on Twitter for somebody to step in and help us out at this crucial time there was pete like you know just like a light <laughs> at the end of this tunnel of thank you thank you for heavy organizational you. work oh it was my pleasure and, and i'm sorry i couldn't join you earlier i was at the jolion al nusra foundation uh, <laughs> for, for the tony blair true opposition uh, <laughs> thing. and uh, i figured you know this is a good cinematic podcast i, I need to give my opinions on why moonlight only really appeals to well Jeremy Corbyn and three other incredibly white people. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it really is. It's just a film for the Islington elite, isn't it? You know, I, I've heard that it was actually scripted by Seamus Milne, just, you know, <laughs> as a big fuck you to everyone who voted Brexit. That's just what I've heard. Well, it was originally going to be called We're Against the Resistance That Is the Good People in the Britain who didn't vote for Brexit. But I figure that title was a bit too on the nose. So they went for Moon. Yeah. Cultural Marxism, it's most insidious. <laughs> anyway, we might return to that subject in due course, I'll say. So, have you listened to the show before? I've listened to episodes here and there. I was just listening the other day to the one where you did the Rod Little quiz. I still haven't burned that fucking thing yet. I need to like get it out into like an open area and just burn it because it's still <laughs> on my bed staring at me and it's just... It's, it's terrible. It's actually going to be one of those horror movie things where you you burn it, but it just it just comes back with more obnoxious questions. Yeah. It's like oh. <laughs> when you're at university, how many homeless people did you sort of piss on or something? And <laughs> don't answer seven. Then I I don't even know what Rod Little's hey. politics are at this point. Hey man, who in their youth hasn't fucking burnt like five hundred pound? <laughs> they don't do 500 pound notes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. What was it? Was it like a 20? Was it 20 pound that he yeah, burned? Yeah, it was just the, the it guy, was like, quote, unquote, yeah, the, just the guy, a 20 yeah, yeah. pound note, wasn't it? But who, who in their their indolent <laughs> youth hasn't burned just a load of money, like yeah, you know, like the KLF, but you know, in front of a homeless person? What we have to remember is that's actually tax deductible if you're part of Oxbridge. If you burn money in front of a homeless person, that then gets taken away from your taxes. So, so really, it's just sensible planning. Um, you guys are naive. Well, yes. <laughs> I will not dispute yeah, yeah, we... that statement. <laughs> I, I might be joking, but... Uh... Anyway, sorry. With my, with my university oh, the problem with but us is that you think there's going to be something after the but, and then there isn't. There's always got to be something after the but. <laughs> Unless you're Tim Farron, in which case there should be nothing anywhere near the but. <laughs> well, he was until this week the de facto leader of the opposition, so I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's I think Theresa May, I believe, uh, is the de facto leader of the opposition. No, so it was Theresa May. Then it was whoever that week was going against Corbyn. Uh, then it moved back to Tim Farron. Then Theresa May. Now it's Tony Blair. And I haven't checked Twitter in about 20 minutes, so possibly it's back to Theresa May. Maybe I'm the de facto leader of the opposition. 
Oh, good. <laughs> I should probably up my game if so. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, God, I feel very put on the spot now. Like, I should probably go and do some leader of the opposition stuff, like, you know, like going to coalition with the Tories or something. Like, it sounds good to me. <laughs> Live them for life. Well, um, well, look, <laughs> whom among us hasn't been in a government that introduced the Brexit bill, didn't vote against the Brexit bill when they could have stopped it, and then proceeded not to put any procedural barriers up against the Brexit bill, and now is the face of anti-Brexit. The um, real fucking opposition right yeah. there. Like, clear as day. Like, I have never seen an opposition as real. <laughs> I have never seen a leader of the opposition so de facto as Tim Farron. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some sort of witty rejoinder to that, but it, it's such a profound truth that really I, I'm, I'm stuck here. <laughs> Our Lord and Saviour, Tim Farron. Anyway, so you've listened to the show before, but have you listened to any episodes where we've played a little game? <laughs> I, I don't know what game you could possibly Just... be referring to. Um, I, I haven't listened to that particular segment, to, to my shame, despite the idea of loving it. Despite the ubiquity of, of our, our famous game. Well, yeah. the game... You're referring, of course, to Copper Comrade, called aren't Copper you? Comrade, and guys, yeah. it's time for some game oh. theory. Okay, right, so we've got our usual exhaustive list of uh, 20 names that will probably take about, you know, five hours to do, but what's the point of having a struggle session if it's going to be a short one? There's no point in just, you know, rushing through denouncing your enemies, and of course praising the good comrades who've done so much for our movement. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to cut the grass, you've got to do a good job. Otherwise, there'll still be some snakes left in there. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Words to live by. Okay, so the first on our list is uh, noted Conservative Party politician John McTurnan. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Jolien Al Nusra thing today. It was quite inspiring <laughs> to see him reach across the aisle to the true opposition of the Labour Party. I mean, I'm surprised that Blair hasn't drafted him into his new, like, think tank that he's got going, like where Jim Murphy, former Scottish Labour leader who, along with McTurnan, fucked up Labour's shit just completely and helped them right on the way to losing 40 out of, I think, 41 seats. So <laughs> Tony Blair is like, that is the guy I want by my side. <laughs> the he's... electable centre-left. <laughs> He's waiting to, to make a move. He's like a viper. And then, of course, he went down to Australia and just caused more havoc there with the multiple emails that were discovered of his language that he was using in those emails. What, what sort of... Uh, could you remind us of the kind of language he was using in those emails to his fellow staffers when he was helping run the uh, Julie uh, campaign? I can. Some, some foul language, from what I remember. Even yes. the Australians were embarrassed by it, so you know it's different something. <laughs> So an article on uh, abc.net.au says that the emails show McTurnan encouraged Labour staffers to mobilise so-called Twitter armies to ridicule the Tony Abbott-led opposition and attack individual coalition MPs online, which he would later point out to journalists as proof of public opinion. <laughs> and this pertains to the kind of language he used when he was working with Australian Labour. When Ms Gillard's chief 
chief of staff declared a war on crap and ordered staff to tidy their workstations to make the office one befitting a prime minister. A colleague jokingly referred to McTurnan's office as one needing attention. McTurnan replied, cunt. You will be cunted too in a reply or email to the office. He would forward flattering articles, pictures and memes about himself to staff, but lacked basic knowledge of some of Labour's key policies and attacks and regularly responded to media and stakeholder criticism with ridicule and abuse. It concludes, it was not just Rudd supporters who disagreed with McTurnan's aggressive style, class war politics, I don't know about that, and um, gender focus, <laughs> unless he means the ruling cl classes crushing the proletariat. Like, McTurnan does believe in class war, but you just know which side he's on. Thatcher was right to crush the unions. And gender focus strategies. Many of Ms. Gillard's closest supporters also privately partly blame McTurnan for her downfall. Wow, there you go. I love how in the ABC report on that, and they get the reporter in, and she just holds up that large wad of emails. <laughs> just this huge file of just all the collected emails. Of, it's, like, it's just brilliant. I would love to get a hold of those and just go through them. Yeah, no, I, I, I reckon there's some brilliant stuff in there. Like, you know, it, for real, they're like comparing him to Malcolm Tucker and stuff it's it, you know i think maybe one case it would be applicable i mean malcolm tucker does like fuck up a lot in the thick of it but fucking hell he is not as shit as john mcturnan like just just losing every election in the book so so yeah tom what do we think is he a cop or is he a comrade Oh, he's a massive cop massive oh he's a hundred percent a cop yeah and and of course a tory as well absolutely as, as you keep reminding him on twitter of course <laughs> You know, you've got to remind him, like, as if his, his every move in life isn't, like, a massive reminder of that to everybody else. So, guys, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think he's a comrade. He oh. is a sleeper cell agent within the <laughs> right. He is doing everything he possibly can to discredit and destroy the, the sensible moderates. And I think, yeah, overwhelmingly comrade for this one but he he is also a cop within that movement so <laughs> yeah yeah it's true that i mean being a sleeper agent is kind of a cop thing but i mean if he is indeed as i was speculating earlier on twitter just an irony bro along the lines of piss pig granddad aka lenin lover 69 <laughs> i yeah i reckon mcturnan i mean he could well be a comrade like potentially he does have a weird sort of fascination with the hard left like he's always like saying oh listen to the new nevada media really good he's got his, his profile picture on twitter is is the is the iww uh it's a poster at the iww yeah poster, and he it? shows up at like awl meetings you know like that trot group that's infiltrating momentum <laughs> he like you know, well, the guys who took over the entire labor party in order to elect Jeremy oh, Corbyn. Yeah. yeah 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 no those yeah, guys right, yeah, yeah. The, the ones who, who put Corbyn where he is today. Yeah, yeah like, I saw them all at the pub. They were playing pool. They didn't quite have <laughs> doubles. So, so just... <laughs> no, McTurnan is just weird. Like he went to the, the World Transformed thing that they put on. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually I was at the Navarra Media Choose Populism thing that they put on in London last week, I think. And afterwards, I was like at the bar at the venue. 
and I basically just like got talking to this guy who looks so much like John McTurnan. Like I was just like defending Corbyn's stance on Brexit and like the three line whip and stuff. And this guy was just like going proper hard, just, <laughs> you know, just like, no, he wasn't a fan. He was really not happy about the whole situation. He looked so much like McTurnan, but I don't know if he was. It was in my in my head. It was. And when you tell that story, it is because who is John McTurnan, but not the everyman? <laughs> he represents us all. Um, should we move on then? I mean, Tom, do we do we uh, buy this theory that McTurnan is actually a comrade? He he he, he could be our first cop and comrade. But are we going to do this? Through, are we going to have a bit of democracy? Are we going to go by the two two votes to one that he's a? Cop I'm for? willing to accept that result, just as I'm willing to accept well, the Brexit. Tom, result. remember fair, remember that our, our guests don't actually get a vote. <laughs> That's not how it. Ah yes. <laughs> Well, so yeah. cop testing. branded. Oh, he's a cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've just right, we've sorry. agreed he's sorry, a cop Pete. now. Big fucking X there. <laughs> like, you, know. you tried, you tried. Good chap, tried his best. Anyway, Richard Bergen from the Shadow Cabinet. Is he a cop or a comrade? I'm gonna go with what comrade. I like his tweets. Yeah, That's... Richard Bergen's good. He's got a good Twitter presence. What's his constituency again? Leeds East, I think yeah. it is. I think it's Leeds. It's one of the uh, Leeds constituencies. Yeah, good. But he was he was a campaigner from like he was an activist from a very young age and kind of has adored Tony Benn when he was younger and stuff. So yeah, he's kind of been involved with left wing politics from a very young yeah, age. Yeah, his uncle stuff, so. Colin Bergen yeah. was a Labour MP, and through oh, yeah. his uncle he met Tony Benn at a young age. I think when he was a teenager, and Benn actually praised the young Richard Bergen in his diary as you know like a committed socialist so yeah I think Richard Bergen's cool and he like tweeted in memoriam of Castro as well so he's one of the few MPs I actually follow on this website known as Twitter um, what what no. sorry can you just explain what this Twitter thing is for us oh it's it's at www.twitter.com and there you can find the best news just just <laughs> the just, best News. Yeah, just go, go on to the news. trending bit and you'll you'll find gold. You know. For example, we have Awfully British Abroad. How delightful. <laughs> and uh, something about Spurs. Yeah, no, Bergen's really cool, actually. I'm going to break my comedic face and say he was really good during the Labour conference, sort of responding to, well, during the conference season, responding to the shittiness and fascism that was the Tory party conference. And yeah, he seems like an all-around nice look. I'm, I'm actually... Kind of surprised he's not been floated amongst left-leaning folk as sort of a... You know how the passion goes. It's like, um, well, we're going to question Corbyn's leadership, but we need to pull out a few left names. Let's go yeah. for Andy and Clive Lewis. And now I'm going to take a big sip of my coffee and see how Clive Lewis did a speech about defence. Oh, God, that fucking speech he did. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Just, Sorry. I mean... That's just conceded. That speech alone just conceded so much ground to the right. It's just, uh, and it just seems like such a kind of calculated move. Like he was like, uh, "We're just we're gonna end the debate in Labour on Trident and NATO. This is what the left and the right think." And uh, yeah, and and that has actually really emboldened the right wingers in the party. And right. Nia Griffith, as Shadow Defence Secretary, seems no different. She seems equally committed to both. Yeah, and I think going back to Bergen, like he hasn't done something like that. He's pretty good on it, and I think it was him. He was good on the on various sort of strikes and, and labor sort of things. So yeah, um, I'm yeah, going absolutely. with 
I'm going with cop though because he's shadowed, <laughs> and that's 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 the cop um, branch. Shadow Justice Secretary. Yeah. I think it cr- cracked up on the line. Just, um, but, but... he's gonna be he, he's he's gonna be one of those MPs that's gonna be in Parliament. I think for a long time. So, okay. So... Yeah, he's got a long, long road ahead of him. It's gonna be like Dennis Skinner in there <laughs> as he gets older, running rampage and you know yeah. taking the mantle from the on. I certainly hope so. But yeah, so Tom, we think Bergen's a comrade, don't we? He's one of my favorite oh, yeah, Shadow Cabinet. Definitely. So you said cop, didn't you, Pete? So well, I, I mean, much like McTurnan was the cop of the comrades, I think Bergen is the comrades cop so all right our next one is rebecca long bailey the shadow business secretary who replaced clive lewis when he resigned over brexit what do you think of her because she's another one who's talked up as a potential leadership candidate much more than bergen certainly i'd be interested to hear tom's thoughts while i definitely don't google her and try and find some information on her you know, <laughs> prepared for this discussion no she's been she, as far as i'm aware of rebecca long she's been a pretty pro corbyn candidate from the uh, pro corbyn supporter from the beginning uh, her performances in the commons have usually been very good she's usually there on the front bench kind of giving like there for the numerous debates and stuff folks Should. follow at Arlong underscore bailey on twitter <laughs> A great comrade, but yeah, maybe in the, maybe a future potential Labour leader. But again, like there's no one in this moment. If like there was to be, I just don't see anyone else in the PLP <laughs> who I can politically align with, who I think could really succeed Corbyn at the moment. That's how. That's the situation we're in. I cannot. I really can't name anyone. There's no one I think's ready. Yeah, going back to Rebecca Long Bailey, I've got. I've done some research now, and my research okay. is this. I googled her and it said people also search for Angela Rayner, Kat Smith, Richard Bergen and Kate Osamore. So I'm going with Comrade. Yep, that's that's the yeah. right answer. And those are all good people as well. So the next on our list is somebody who I believe is close to your heart. Fetula Gulen. Oh, yes, indeed. I, I'm a big fan of um, the Preacher Gulen. How do you guys feel about I can't re- I can't really comment on it because it was it was actually before we had this call that Jack explained why your Twitter name has Google. Yeah, I, uh, so I, I, I gotta say I was just I was, like, oh, okay. I was just reading off Wikipedia. Like I don't really know anything about Fatula Gulen. So Fatula Gulen is the rival of sort of he was formerly a president Erdogan, the president of Turkey ally, but then oh. He's kind of got this religious cult going. Think sort of Jim Jones, but more involved with charter schools. Um, like okay. schools for our non-American yeah. listeners are sort of for-profit academies, that kind of setup. Oh, right. Okay. But then he got sort of a bit too powerful and influential. And there was a, a bit of a to-do between him and our good friend, Recep Tayyip. And so he exiled... Wait, for our listeners, who's that? Oh, Recep Tayyip, other one. President Erdogan. I'm on first name basis with him. (laughs) You may very well. (laughs) Your Turkish politics, my friend. Suspiciously so. So yeah, no, him and Erdogan had a bit of a falling out, which basically resulted in Gulen self-excommunicating to Philadelphia somewhere. And he now funds a whole bunch of charter schools, which are, as I said, sort of for-profit school operations in the United States. And the reason behind my my joke is that when the Turkish coup happened, it was blamed on the Gulenists, i.e. followers of him. And oh, yeah. so I, I, me taking the classic Batman thing, 
I went for Raz or Resh Al Gulen. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it is a good name. All right, so the next on our list is somebody else who I believe is close to your heart, Liam Neeson. Oh my God! Wow, I'm pretty much in the tank for Liam Neeson, so I'm, I'm obviously going to say Comrade, but you probably know that he's spoken at, like, Scottish Labour, the Kezia Dugdale Foundation for losing every election that we, we ever approach. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't actually know that he was aligned with Scottish Labour. Oh, uh, I don't know that he is. I'm just worried that he is. And, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't want to know. No, this is me saying... You're gonna tell, you're gonna break my heart. Oh wait, Northern oh. Ireland. Okay, yeah, there we go. I fucked up. I'm not really sure what Neeson's politics are, and to be honest, I also thought he was Scottish. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I thought he was Scottish was because he was in the Rob Roy movie, oh, and so right. I just assumed from there yeah. on. He's in Michael Collins as well, isn't? He? Yeah, he's in Michael Collins. Oh, so right. I think you know. That's... <sighs> my bad. Anyway, political views on Wikipedia. This is all I know about um, Liam Neeson. His political views on Wikipedia that I hastily looked up when we were, you know, just before you came on the podcast. So, um, you know, pretty standard, like, liberal stuff about gun control. Like, yeah, he's not he's not really into guns. Um, but his main political stance he seems to have taken was when New York mayor... Bill de Blasio <laughs> launched an anti-horse-drawn carriage campaign <laughs> in New York. And Liam Neeson was like, we can't be having that. Like, we've got to have our horse-drawn carriages. <laughs> and yeah, he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times citing the carriage trade as a safe one for employees, horses and tourists, and noted it was a livelihood for many immigrants. I mean, I can hear him saying that exact sentence. <laughs> creepily over the phone before he proceeds to kill every single person who lobbied for that bill. I, I, I don't know, aren't, aren't horses sort of inherently bourgeois, or am I... I think that's what I was thinking. That does, like, sound a bit bougie to me. Like, just getting super, like, worked up that there aren't going to be, like, horse-drawn carriages going around anymore. Like, <laughs> this cannot be the case. He's probably I need to travel on my horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. I, I would like to go through Central Park. I, I don't know. New York's such a weird city because it's both inherently fascist and has so much sort of left and liberalism in it. And I don't know which side to pick. Like, what is the good? Because Probably some... not the fascism, mate. I can't work out which is tied to which. Like, okay. Is the horse-drawn carriage actually <laughs> for the people or is it actually just for rich tourists to sort of do their thing. Much like the idea that the New York subway is inherently socialist. But, you know, aren't the police also socialist because they're funded by the taxpayer for the taxpayer to protect oh. and serve the taxpayer? I mean, I can't think of much more socialist than the cops. Whoa. Now, <laughs> now this, this is bringing us around because if this is something that the cops are against or for, then... That makes Liam Neeson a cop if he doesn't oppose it, because the cops are socialist now. Oh, my God, my head. Like, exactly. <laughs> I am just, oh, did we already say, is Fatula Gulen a cop or a comrade? Oh, he's a cop. Okay. Tom, we don't know anything about him, so, yeah, I think he's a cop. From what he, yeah, from what I sort of, yeah. All right, Liam from Neeson. his sort of... Cop or comrade? Uh, I'm going with comrade, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, yeah. 
Can't I like wait. his accent, and so I, I, I want him. I want him on our side. Yeah, and I love his face as your profile picture. It's just such like a great smirking visage. Like, just you know, it's such like a <laughs> troll picture. Yeah, it's uh, Raz Al Ghul, who's the leader of the League of Shadows, which is this group that goes to cities that are falling apart, and they go there to cause anarchy. Is that is that what they are? Is that what they do? Well, I mean, in the League of Shadows. That's what they technically the do in the plotline of the Batman series but they, they try and sort of fix things or re, re, rejig the sort of levers of power so that yeah. um, that if chaos is the solution to corruption then they will do that so really they're, they're kind of weird ANCAP types if you think about it <laughs> that's not cool it, <laughs> but, anything cap isn't cool um, oh, fuck is Yaya not going to be able to call us from the gym prick all <laughs> oh, right um blah, blah 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 he says he'll keep an eye out all right so the next one on our list is republican representative justin humphrey oh he sounds sexy yeah i don't have a fucking clue who he is yeah i said, said this, yeah this yeah this i'm gonna have some research on that, okay? <laughs> okay the first thing that comes up when you type in justin humphrey is an independent article that has the headline u.s politician says pregnant women are hosts once they are irresponsible enough to have sex Ugh. So that is what Justin Humphrey, the Republican politician, thinks. Based on that, I'm going to say a fucking cop. cop. Um, I'm going with cop also, but only because of his picture, because he's wearing a cop hat, which is a big... Oh. He's wearing... <laughs> obviously, this isn't a visual medium, but it, he's wearing the sort of cowboy hat and the sort of dork accountant glasses at the same time. Cop! I, I've never seen a bigger cop in my <laughs> life since Sheriff David Clark. <laughs> All right, the next on our list is Milo Yiannopoulos, the prick. Milo Yiannopoulos. Milo, yeah, I, I don't like that everyone just... I know, obviously, his surname is impossible to spell, but I don't like that everyone refers to him by his first name. It's so, like, chummy. I don't think he should get to be the one person by that name. He's kind of a shit name, but, like... Still, he used to write using the pseudonym Milo Andreas Wagner. Um, yeah, have you uh, seen the pictures of him when he's younger? Yeah. And he just looks like a fucking nerd. He he looks like every sort of Oxbridge fucking debate nerd that you ever wanted to just throw <laughs> Jägermeister over and set alight. I, that, I, not, yeah. that, not that I would ever encourage that. Thing. We both thought of like incineration related <laughs> yeah. punishments. And now, of course, he looks like, I don't even know, just like some bizarre, like, kind of like... It's hard to, it's hard to put into words, isn't it, he, really? Because he's just that much of a terrible person. Well, he, he looks like what he, what he thinks a stupid white man would think a classy gay man looks like. <laughs> he, 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 he kind of... <laughs> looks like some kind of like bloated young pope wannabe yeah you see him in all these kind of 
papal white costumes it's like mm, right don't you be using the one true faith for your insidious memes i think he actually bigs up catholicism so i should probably stop being so ironically catholic he says atheists are stupid and yeah he's well, I mean, yeah he, he has it well oh some well some atheists are certainly well i think we'd agree some we're not a big fan of sam harris really so well, i mean harris, we're on the topic uh, of bill maher so um so yeah oh you fucking oh yeah so um, milo is is, is oh, like a master cop i think we can all agree like he does incredibly copy things like outing undocumented migrants and trans people who can be more of a cop than that fucking louse well i think he's he's actually going to be police commissioner <laughs> in the next couple of years so <laughs> i'm happy with cop on this one yeah that uh, sounds about right on bill maher's show bill maher compared him to christopher hitchens i mean hitchens was more intelligent when he was younger he had much better politics but it's not too i mean it's not too far off in that they are both fucking horrible bigots yeah i think the problem with chris hitchens is 9-11 broke his brain (laughs) there was another plane which just went directly into his fucking head actually yeah that's how i knew it wasn't that was a government (laughs) was as it went down but the plane that went into chris hitchens head was a government thing and it was completely coincidental that it happened on 9-11 that's why he was killing it so hard for the bush administration after that the difference between milo uh, milo whatever his name is and hitchens is like hitchens just took a position and then had to defend it because he felt he was too smart to have taken a wrong position ever in his life whereas <laughs> milo has no all he has is the oxbridge debating skills that he sort of cocained out of sorry allegedly <laughs> cocained out of um allegedly <laughs> I'm, I'm not suggesting that he's ever taken cocaine yeah i've heard milo is allegedly a fucking cunt like just that's just just what i'm hearing <laughs> on the grapevine isn't he meant to be like allegedly really dishonest with money and doesn't pay people and that's one of the main reasons why he's just like completely ostracized in the british press now he's being completely discredited in the british media and that's pretty much why he's gone over to america to get on their fash scene he used to just be another <laughs> fucking reactionary nerd who like wrote for the fucking telegraph i think <laughs> so yeah he just fucked, he fucked up with his bill payment one time at i don't know whatever a nice restaurant is over here um but then i think well mate that explains a lot actually because there are certain liberals who i'm not going to name who, who may rhyme with Hori Cheney, um, who's <laughs> friends with him. Yeah, I know. Now, what is with that? My theory is literally this. Milo has ready access to cocaine. <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of my comrades are giving up cocaine because they know they've got to be healthy for a long struggle. Right, so they need to get on methamphetamine for <laughs> you're, you're aware of that classic Laurie Penny tweet, I, I presume, about I'm hearing a lot of comrades. Uh, a lot oh, of my fuck, comrades. sorry, I thought that was you being like, oh, I'm not doing cocaine. Yeah, no, not, no, 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 you know. There's her tweet, like, I'm hearing a lot of my comrades on the radical left are giving up smoking because they want to stay alive for a long struggle. I think she's a really good writer, but then she uses it often to really, from the asinine to the evil, and the the asinine being the Harry Potter stuff, and the evil (laughs) being the, Milo is my friend, but he really isn't, We're, we're frenemies, lol, kind of stuff. It just feels very, very questionable the way 
she kind of hangs out with him and his people and and it seems very naive the sort of like oh i talked to some of the young fascists here and i think i may have even convinced them of a few things yeah and i, w- I would have gone with naivete like seven years ago when i first mm. started reading her but we're past that point surely yeah we're through the looking glass so anyway, uh, does this establish whether Milo is a cop or not, I think is the question at hand. I mean, it's unquestionable. Yeah, as you say, Absolutely. he'll probably be police commissioner. Oh, or yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure, like, you know, is he going to be promoted to sort of vice lieutenant? And I suspect, yeah, he'll be vice commissioner, something like that. <laughs> yeah, vice commissioner. Is that when vice start up their own police department? Like when, when America's fully privatized the police under Trump and the, um, you know, whatever evil fucks run vice? Like yeah, so what they, boys. <laughs> so what they do is they One, they yeah. it, it's both vice, so sort of sex crimes, but also it is run by vice. So <laughs> they go with the sex crime stuff and do the undercover cop stuff, and then it also gets published in Vice and on Vice's seventeen TV channels. Yeah, what are Vice? Oh, before we before what be, are Vice's be, TV before... channels? Just like drugs, TV and oh. stuff. Oh god, I I just see them advertised all the time and twenty four seven crack. It's just like people hitting the crack pipe. They're just like exciting music in the background. Like this is wild, man. I mean that that explains all the cameras when I'm in shortage. So he just doesn't care. That's his shtick. He does not care. You can't debate with a guy who does not care. Mm, do you cop, hundred percent, hundred fucking. He's a slug yeah. and a cop. He's of the course. he's the cop sort of press release person. He, he'll do he'll do that for them. Yeah. No, absolutely. So put tick there. Camilla Long. Bay, I think, is the... I Camilla Long for her takes on films <laughs> that may appeal to, to anyone left-wing. Isn't she just great? <laughs> the thing is, there, there are interesting right-wing writers, and then there's Camilla Long. Her take is, oh, this is just, this is just white people guilt. Just virtue signaling, man. Yeah. Wes Streeting uh, used that phrase very prominently in his roaring defense of McDonald's. Um, I've just drawn a really bad horse in my notepad. Yeah, Camilla Long. Why why are you drawing her family? Nice. Camilla Long is just, yeah, a classic, like, awful fucking, just, just like a leech on society, just a fucking horse fucking aristocrat snob like you know, she watched Dan- i daniel blake and was like it, what this isn't like my life at all um it's not meant to yeah. be fuck like what is like how the what the fuck? oh my, my favorite that one, oh. I don't know if you guys remember she was she went to see it with her quote Jesus former working class Christ. boyfriend <laughs> a geordie by the way geordie no less that was just that, that betrayed everything it's like, oh, someone, someone was from Newcastle, were they? Um, gee, there's no rich... The, I, I mean, the idea that that instantly makes somebody automatically working class and that there's no sort of enclave of well-off folk is in itself stupid as hell. Well, you know how it goes. If you're from the north, you are working class. Well, yeah, we're all in mines. Um, in, fact, in fact, if you're from the north... You're really sort of the underclass, I'd say, potentially. Well, there's underclass and upper underclass. <laughs> the upper underclass mm. doesn't vandalize Greg's. The, the rest. <laughs> so 
She's a cop, isn't she? Camilla Long. She's yeah, a big time she, cop. She please. currently headlines the BBC's flagship film show, I think. She took over from uh, Claudia Winkleman, I believe. But yeah, what, what a replacement. <laughs> you know, I mean, she loved La 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 Land. So. La 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 Land. I have not seen La La Land yet. Neither no. have I, because I thought it it when it sounded kind of like it'd be like this kind of cool niche thing when it was like being talked up, and then everyone liked it, and I was like, this sounds lame as fuck. Well, you know, a musical surrounded by jazz with Ryan Gosling. I don't even know how to feel about it as its premise. With every two words, I think, oh, good. And then you say another two words, like, oh, I'd rather die than watch this. <laughs> well, it's by the same director as Whiplash, I think, and I did really enjoy that film. I, I, I'm just getting a text message from Helen Lewis telling me <laughs> that UKIP Jim, who is the social media runner of UKIP, is really nice. <laughs> All right, next on the list is uh, someone who is sadly deceased. The Queen. <laughs> oh my. Well, she's currently in the shop going through um, facial reconstruction over the lizard <laughs> interior that she, you know, because of course the Queen is a lizard, we can all agree on she that. She is sure. a lizard. I mean, that, that's the thing, like, the, the, the royals, they're a whole other species of lizard that evolves if you just <laughs> fuck your siblings for centuries. They're actually crab lizards. <laughs> crab lizards. Yeah, that's that's how that goes. Don't ask me how I know. I would be doxing myself. So is the queen a cop? But we can't make her a cop because uh, the the money that uh, uh, tourism, um, uh, 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 tradition. Uh, we can't make her a cop. Come, come on. Monarchy just makes me feel nice. It makes me feel British still. It makes me feel like if Blair ever wasn't around. There'd be someone who would do it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the de facto leader of the opposition is the Queen. Is the Queen, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. There we go, we have it. My God, Ian Dunt make that argument. Okay, yeah, yeah, Ian Dunt is a fucking weird one. Like, his weird, like, him, him with a hanky in his top pocket and his profile picture. <laughs> what, what I'll say about him is, he, for a man with the name Ian Dunt, he's very brave to be online with them opinions. Um, yeah, and he is like, oh, oh, I see both the right and the left are loving the Ian Cunt joke today. Very funny, guys. It's like fucking rattled. <laughs> it's like when you call John McTurnan a Tory. Just yep. <laughs> <laughs> gets so much. The, the best thing you can do in life is reveal online what it is that rattles you. That's yeah. Oh god, I'm so gonna like do that one day with one of my like Achilles heels, and I'll just like kill myself. Like <laughs> it would just be unbearable. All right. So the Queen. I mean, I would probably argue that because the whole institution of monarchy is corrupt, hierarchical nonsense. Uh, the Queen is a cop. Whoa. Yeah. This is... uh, yeah, I... Oh, sorry, was, yeah, was, because obviously she's dead. Well, she, I mean, she lives on in people's imaginations, so... That's true, that's true. She, when fearing cops, she ought to be included. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys as well, yeah. She's a cop, but she's one of the lower cops, like a sort of sergeant. The next on our list is, uh, you know, a very kind of influential figure in politics of the last few decades. Um you know, an elder statesman of politics, I'd say, uh, someone who's been in, been in the game, um, has has done, you know, has enacted some 
serious reforms has transformed their country. I'm talking, of course, about Robert Mugabe. I knew that that introduction was going to be leading up to it. <laughs> I just, um, I can't. I don't want to say anything because I don't think I'm fully informed on the whole like picture of Zimbabwe. Tom, you'll follow the party Zimbabwe. line. Yeah, yeah, I'm here to argue in favour of democracy now. Democracy de facto finished when Yair exited this well, conversation. Well, there you go, folks. Confirmed Russian influence on the DNA <laughs> politic right there. The Russia Mugabe axis. So, what are your takes on Robert? Robert Mugabe? Uh, well, <laughs> the thing with Robert Mugabe is. <laughs> As someone who was born in South Africa, as a yeah. white person who was born in South Africa, I got to witness the various injustices that were perpetrated against the, the sort of indigenous folk there. And even though in latter decades, Mugabe has not necessarily showered himself with glory, I think he was overthrowing a system that was ultimately very much like that. So I'm going to say he is a cop now. But he was at one point a comrade. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I can. I can. Buy, I'm going to say comrade. Thing. I think in history we'll judge him as a comrade, but whilst he's living, he's a cop. Yeah, I can see that. I just feel I want to like call him a comrade just to piss off Peter Tash and all that. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. yeah, he's a comrade. He's a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're now taking an unabashedly pro Mugabe stance on the Real Politic podcast. You better watch out. You better not cry. You bet. <laughs> anyway, we have Elizabeth Warren. Ooh, guys, what are you doing to me? Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I- I'm gonna have to go for cop, you guys. Really? Maybe I'm harsher than than you than you felt. Well, I'm harsher in some respects, but she has had many chances to positively impact things or, or at the very least move the needle in a direction that may lead to something being less ugly. But in yeah. the end, she's just sort of gone with the status quo. She endorsed Hillary Clinton and was agnostic when there was a chance to maybe swing Massachusetts one way to get a few more delegates, get some momentum. Like she's she's probably a beat cop who isn't necessarily pleased with her job. You know, the workaday guy's got an alcohol addiction and <laughs> isn't necessarily pleased with how his wife's going, but ultimately is a good father. She's not a detective, but she's still a cop yeah i think i agree with that i think i think elizabeth warren is a bit of a liberal and if she wasn't in america people wouldn't think of her as this kind of left-wing firebrand yeah absolutely i mean her left-wing firebrand stuff and i I don't want to discredit her because parliamentarians generally are to the shitty side of any politics that exists in a country yeah but her main thing was sort of consumer protection and consumer finance protection which whilst worthy isn't exactly chapter seven in marks volume four no (laughs) should we go with that tom would you agree i'd say yeah if she's the best that the democratic party has to offer um well it's they're not gonna they're not really gonna be uh, be successful in the long term so see them all at the policeman's ball exactly so yeah we'll give you that one tim farron oh my god what can i say about this comrade that hasn't already been said for a start, he managed to get a, a seat on a train, which is more than Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> and then have a beer in it. Oh, a beer to end all beers. And then, I don't know, did his party... How many MPs does his party have? They have nine now because of the Richmond Park by-election. Okay, so... 
the fight that begins. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what positive movement can Labour speak of, really? I think, really, the Liberal Democrats are now the People's um, Republic of... What, what do they stand for? What are their policies? Again, I, I just need to... Um, uh, Brexit! No, oh, they're anti-Brexit. They're anti-Brexit, right? I, I, yeah, that, that's that's. I think that's their policy. They don't like Brexit, despite voting to have a referendum and that the result would be a binding thing. Yeah, and despite of not opposing several things that could have changed the outcome of it, yeah. for example, allowing people who are not residents in the UK to have a vote, people who would have actually had a legitimate democratic interest in uh, the outcome of the result. And I'd say being fairly representative of the sort of dominant political strain within the Remain campaign, which was this very like flaccid liberalism that appealed to pretty much nobody apart from these like Dan Snow, More United, Simon Hedges, 48% weirdos. <laughs> well, the thing with the 48% is they were made up of like 15 to 20% of people who genuinely love the EU for its business opportunities, etc., etc., i.e. 90% of the Remain campaign, and then the rest of people who were just like, better the devil you know, and, you know, we're actually for this Brexit thing or a bunch of fucking ghouls, let's just vote this way. So what I'm saying here is Tim Farron is obviously a comrade because he is channeling the passion that was the Remain campaign and the inspirational dialogue that it opened up. And now is is somehow from having nine MPs in the parliamentary system is criticizing Jeremy Corbyn, for, who himself is in the minority, for not overturning somehow the majority conservative government. I'm not even sure. Yeah, what a hero. No, I, um, Tom Cop. Uh, I have a psychedelic mural of him on my uh, Twitter. <laughs> Uh, cover of him on that train <laughs> with a beer and uh yeah we uh, can make that um, the only... we can put that picture in the artwork for this episode <laughs> it's a glorious glorious image yeah it just goes on and on <laughs> Tim Farron on a train drinking beer nah like the guy what was that interview we had on television where he couldn't even like just come out straight and say that he didn't agree with gay marriage oh yeah stuff, like. oh fuck yes we don't need we don't need that we don't need that in politics sorry the funniest thing about Tim Farron yeah. is and this isn't the funniest thing, but when you Google his name, <laughs> you get a whole bunch of pictures. There's a telegraph.co.uk article which says 24 things you didn't know about Tim Farron. And it's also interesting because I just searched Tim Farron as well. And on Google Images, I've just come across some pictures of him when he was in a band. Tim Farron with the, the Voyeurs. Oh, is that the name of his Is band? that the one where he's wearing the hat or there's some guy with that? Yeah, they're sat on like a bench and there's two other guys and they've got the same sort of 90s, late 80s, early 90s kind of long sleeve shirts. And yeah, I don't quite know what to make of it. Is that Was that the name of his <laughs> Yeah, the Voyeurs. His name of the his Which... Also, also known as Fred the Girl as well. That's another name. For the, oh my God. Fred the Girl. What a, what a name for a band. Tim, fair play, mate. You, you nailed it. <laughs> When's the reunion? He is not afraid of party controversy. <laughs> oh, he, he does an Very excellent edgy. impression of Nigel Farage. Does he? Does he now? <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you know, at heart, Tim Farron and Nigel Farage are just two different strains of kind of pastoral little englander tweed wearing surrey dwelling fuck faces yeah i know tim farron's from the north but his spiritual home of comfy british liberalism is well just basically anywhere where there's not too many like 
poor people and minorities sort of cluttering up the place. It's an incredibly boring list for the most part, but my favorite is he wears Doc Martens at all times. <laughs> wow, amazing things that you, that you never knew about Tim Farron. And he loves NWA as well, I... that's the other thing. <sighs> Who doesn't love NWA? I mean, good question. Um, I'm not even sure why I was Googling Tim Parent at this point. Oh, yeah, I wanted to see how long he was in Parliament and what I could roast him for on his bad votes. But really... He's such a slug. He's definitely a cop because he was part of the collaborationist regime. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. He's a cop. I hate him. Uh, our next person is Louise Haig, who's a Labour MP. Oh, yeah. Louise Haig, she was one of the 2015 intake. And I was sort of pitching on her being a pro-Corbyn candidate, but I believe she backed Owen Smith yeah, she did. in the leadership did, yeah. uh, contest. Um, that was disappointing. Yeah, it was. I was expecting. She's bigged up as kind of being, you know, as one of the 2015 intake who's like working class, you know, trade unionist. And no, she backed a 29-inch dick, <laughs> Owen Smith. Well, I think we already know the answer um, to this question then, don't we? Anyone who's backed Owen Smith. I mean, I don't know enough about Louise Haig to, like, rip into her, but she supported Owen Smith. Yeah, like, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, can more really be said? Uh, you know what? Um, cop. Yeah, I decided <laughs> anyway, to be honest, but yeah, okay. Speaking of people who supported Owen Smith, anyone with the name Jollyan? Are there any good Jollians? Because we know there are bad Toms. Sorry, Tom. But there, there, are, there, there, are, are, <laughs> there are some. Who are some of the bad bad Toms? Who are some of the bad Toms? Oh. Tom Watson. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, shit. That Tom who was in the picture with Robbie Travers and Butterball. There's some, like, cop on Twitter called Tom Copley as well, which is great. <laughs> Tom. Yeah, there's a few bad Toms. I mean, they're, like, 5%ers, I think. <laughs> Toms, most, mostly mm. comrades. Yeah, I'd say I'd say the Toms are comrades, and yeah, they are. There, there's yeah, too many the, of them, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, definitely a surplus of Toms. And anyone with the name Jolly and obviously uh, works with police or intelligence services. But still right, right. So, so, so all Jolians, like a hundred percent of them, are cops. Ninety-five percent oh, of Toms are, are comrades, and yeah, that's I think the rule. I think that's about how it goes. And at number nineteen. We have um, a decorated man of the military. Yeah, it's that somebody who uh, has defended our freedoms abroad, who has fought for Britain, for you, for me, for all of us, for all the Toms. A man called Alexander Blackman, a.k.a. Marine A. Oh, um, oh, well, Marine A. Well, I mean, technically start, he got got uh, by the cops, so... Can he, he did. Get... But then cops also commit crimes and about 1% of the time get prosecuted by other cops. Sometimes. So what you're saying is he's a 1%er? He's a 1%, yeah. He is the elite <laughs> that Tristram Hunt wants to be controlling the Labour Party. Uh, well, Tristram Hunt wants to be controlling the Labour Party from the Victorian album. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the new base of the real resistance. <laughs> you know, who do you think is going to write that think piece? Opposition. Tristram Hunt is the, is the real resistance. <laughs> so is Marine A a cop or is he a comrade? Tom, I'm interested in your take on this. 
well, if you... What was the excuse that was given? Because, of course, Marine was done over because he killed an Iraqi civilian? No, it, was, it uh, wasn't a civilian. I, I, uh, it, was a, it was a... Yeah, I was slightly it, I too yeah. charitable to the Taliban fighter in question in the previous episode. But no, it was a Taliban combatant who had been shot from a helicopter. And he, he was lying, bleeding, sort of seriously injured, which qualifies him as a prisoner of war and Marine A shot him basically while he was wounded okay. and then he was and the excuse yeah, was, he was, wasn't well, that he shot him when he was dead multiple yeah, times something like so that. He, he was like yeah. he was like all right lad you got to keep this one quiet i've just broken a geneva convention oh who does that it's me marine <laughs> oh you know what cool you know how it is lads when you just you've minded your own business and you've gone and broken a bloody geneva convention oh what a fucking fat <laughs> So I just think that if you think it's all right to pump lead into it, if you, if your excuse is that oh he was already dead before I pumped lead into him, if you, think, if you want to pump lead into an already dead corpse, that's still pretty coffee. It sounds like something a cop would do. It does. Yeah, that doesn't sound like something he's like... moving still. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, cop. A, a, a comrade would at least have a show trial. Yeah, yeah. No, it... before that happens. So the cop is your guy who would just shoot despite no exigent circumstances justifying it. So I'm going with cop on Marine. Sorry, Marine. <laughs> Sorry to our next entry, Dan Jarvis. <laughs> a Jarvis. huge fan of Marine who has been representing him and his supporters in Parliament diligently for a long time now. Dan Jarvis is, what can I say? The copiest cop that ever did cop. <laughs> He's so copy that Whoa. I typed in Dan Jarvis and it actually gave me the entire cast of The Wire who were police. <laughs> he, yeah, he's just a cop. Like, he's a big-time cop and also, like, a boring fuck. Cops have the capability of being at least entertaining on occasions, but Dan Jarvis just sails away from that and is just a, just a terrible man. Do you reckon he's marine aid anyone up? Oh, <laughs> no, he, he strikes me as one of the guys who is... He's clearly one of those desk army guys, and I think the reason he's so, so in the tank for, for somebody like Marine A is because he just wishes he was in the shit. As, <laughs> and I think he's really just a sort of a fabulous pussy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the real politic podcast, baby. Calling a decorated <laughs> military man. <laughs> a fabulous pussy <laughs> well i i don't know this is my is he decorated no. I, don't, I don't even know this is just piss pig granddad for fucking liberals <laughs> because of course the english patriots who of course listen to our show if they heard that they'd, they'd be absolutely frothing at the mouth <laughs> you know how do you not know he's not decorated <laughs> And then they go through all his various kind of... I, I'm, not, I'm having a look here. I can't see any particular decoration. He was in Sierra Leone. You know, that, that sort of... Really? You know, I was obviously alive during that. I don't even remember what happened in Sierra Leone. That was, was one of with the first the, uh, military Kosovo interventions war. Blair backed, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So it must have been something really... Serious. It was when he was developing his ideology of humanitarian liberal intervention. That was a kind of pivotal moment on the road to the formation of the Blair we know and fucking despise with every fiber of our souls today you mean the leader of the opposition the de facto leader of the sorry opposition. de facto we're fine <laughs> I mean, please use the correct terminology when we're talking about blair's limitless power influence and political acumen 
Look, I'm sorry I disrespected Anthony Charles Linton Blair, our Lord and Saviour. I just want to say, Dan Jarvis, couple comrade, absolute comrade. Dan Jarvis for Labour leader. I think you should go on to Twitter and follow the incredible <laughs> the, the account that's been set up by someone who wants to ensure that A... Marine is free, <laughs> and second of all, that Dan Jarvis removes Corbyn through military coup and instates himself as the leader of the Labour Party. <laughs> what? I love the ambition of that because it's like not even as prime minister. Because in order for yeah. why is part of a military coup is he just relieving the the Labour Party leader and not the head of government? Well, That's... I th- I mean I think Judge, I've found this page now. I love how it's got multiple aims. It's really ambitious. Yeah, ju- I mean, judging from one of their tweets, the plan is. 2017 uh, brackets as soon as possible. Marine A free. 2018 Corbyn out. Jarvis leader. 2019 Jarvis win election. Big Al MP. And also 2019 Big Al Minister of Defence. So I think that's the plan. I think they do plan to um, assume power through parliamentary democracy. What a lack of ambition there. <laughs> Just just a poverty of aspiration. So their plan literally is Dan Jarvis somehow takes the leadership from it. And then once Marine Al, or is Big Al (laughs) the name they've got for Marine A? Uh, is is a wonderful one. Whoever set it up, thank you. Yes, we need we need a Dan Jarvis. Thank you so much for leader. I think Tamlin, who's going to come on our show, said that equating Dan Jarvis with Marine A is a stroke of tactical genius straight out of the Seamus Milne playbook. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I do like your idea yeah. that Seamus Milne is this shadowy figure who's eternally George Eaton's source, but also. Yeah. Like he he's just doing this these uh, House of Cards style plays to incredulous yeah. <laughs> idiots. He's just fucking with George <laughs> Eaton, like like hey hey George, I've heard that fucking Phil Wallace is gonna be coming back as like Shadow Home Secretary, like <laughs> replacing Diane Abbott, taking a stronger stance on immigration. And George Eaton just tweets it. Oh, there's so many tweets where Diane Abbott is just like going at George Eaton, like yeah, you never check your sources <laughs> it's like this is news to me and it's not like that's just her sort of pushing back against george eaton they're all things that never came to transpire from yeah they're all george eaton's source so, so yeah i mean dan jarvis i mean what, what do you do with this guy you deselect him that's yes. what you do. <laughs> well done tom i like i like that solution dan jarvis 100 percent is the cop of the cops yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a cop. He's Tom? definitely a cop, a massive cop. Yeah, I'd say he's probably a cop. But you know what? If he if he wants to if he, you know if he wants to be won over by a bit of a bit of Corbynism, he's always welcome. But if he wants to free Marina, I'm sorry, that's not that's not going to be dialectically. You know? <laughs> I, do, I well, I do think we need justice for Marina, which is why I've started my new campaign to get Marine A hanged. <laughs> That's actually a joke that I stole from at slow cuts on Twitter just, just, just so I'm not like fully on full on plagiarizing. <laughs> Thank you, slow cuts. Yeah, I feel like Marine A is the kind of person I'd have in the movement. Um <laughs> for, for the for the revolutionary part and then 
the justice. Yeah. He's a muscle, isn't he? The, yeah. The, yeah. You're going to need some people who can uh, bash some skulls. All right. So, Pete, you, you, I'd say, probably got 20 out of 20 in that. Like, I think you, you gave sort of tricky answers for McTurnan and Bergen. But I think they were broadly ideologically correct. So, well done. Thank I you. Think, am I, am I a cop best... or a comrade? That's the question. You've got our best ever score on cop or comrade. So, I think you are a comrade. Thank you. You know, I've got I've got to shoot in a minute. Is there is there anything from America you want me to weigh in on? I I know a fair bit about American stuff, so yeah, you do seem to have a good knowledge of who's a slug and who's a who's a you know comrade out there. Um, I know where the salt needs to go in America. I suppose. Yeah. Anyway, while we're at it, it's, it's time for another twenty question game. It's slug or comrade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, if we've got another two hours after that, nonce or comrade is a pretty fun game to play as well. It's just a series of games it's, it's like every house party i went to in my mid-20s just denouncing like, people yeah yeah well <laughs> it was weird maoist struggle sessions as i think we've we've already explained to our listeners we basically had to put this episode together on the fly we didn't really have a topic to talk about and we weren't sure if we'd have a guest or anything we weren't sure if tom would be about or if yair would be about but we managed to put something together which I believe is in the true spirit of real politic in that it's just a shambolic mess with us just like just just being mean about right wing people. So, yeah, I what more can we say, really? I mean, I think uh, we can remind everybody to follow us on Twitter at at RealPolitCast. Follow Yair, who's now on Twitter at YS Rice. Follow Tom at is it? T underscore Foster 94. It's T Foster underscore 94. Yeah, that. Follow me at Ubercoca. Follow Pete at Pete underscore Begins. And it's been a rollicking good ride, comrades, despite the fact we didn't have a topic to talk about and the episode is just a glorified cop or comrade sesh. Hey, sometimes you've got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I well, suppose... thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, oh, no problem, man. It's glad been... I could help out. We need to, yeah. for... We'll need to get you back on again soon, yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah, man. And be... thanks for coming on at really short notice when we uh, did, when we didn't have anybody else. Tom? <laughs> I look forward to the next episode of Real Politic, Solidarity, and I was going to say Jarvis Felida, but that would be a bit of a bummer. Free Marine A. Um, uh, yeah, Free Marine <laughs> No. Marine A Felida. <laughs> Justice for a marine aid. Oh. An extended jail sentence. Good night. Good night and Russia. Russia.
it's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing.